I don't think that money, the amount of partners, the amount of fame, that has nothing to do with your actual well-being. It always comes from your inside and from your own awareness of yourself. And it has nothing to do with the amount of cash you have on hand or the amount of fame. Of course, with money you can buy cool things. And, you know, without money you couldn't get your basic necessities, don't get me wrong. But it's not the essence of life that you have a lot of money. But, you know, that's often the case that people expect that the more money you have, the more happy you are. But when you ask people who are extremely rich, in my, you know, inside circle, there are also people who are very wealthy. And what is enough then when you ask this question, how much do you need to earn in a month or in a year? They don't really know how to say, what to say. And they always want more. So it's this kind of sensation of greed, that when you get more, you want more. And that's that doesn't bring you the real essence of happiness. Do you think that that translates for people's relationships too? Absolutely. Always wanting I, more. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel so. Absolutely. Time out. It's the hard questions with Amy Leo. Amy Leo Ergila. One of the things that's coming to mind when you're talking about relationships and kind of, you know, that, that desire to want more and more. It's that <laughs> these ideas of like these psychological stages that people go through that like, you know, the infatuation stage is the very beginning, but that it, it, it can't last. Um, what is your experience with that? Because you also had people telling you when we lived <laughs> in Holland that, uh, you know, man, why are you getting married? Like pretty much assuming that uh, everything kind of goes to crap once you get married, you know. <laughs> is that been your experience or not? Or is there anything you want to say about infatuation and stages of relationships? Well, how I feel, and that is totally correct, I got a lot of <laughs> questions and, and weird like comments about our upcoming wedding because I'm young and, you know, so much to see, everybody said. And I totally always asked, like, what do you know about my life and my relationship with my upcoming wife? Like, you have no clue what's what's going on behind close, close walls. When it comes to the first stage of, like, getting to know someone and really feeling physically attracted to someone, that's, that's like, a beautiful thing to happen. But, you know, often it's said that when you get married, everything is going to go to shit, you know? Everything is going to go bad. But I have a total opposite point of view. I mean, I just feel so super awesome to be married to the most amazing person in the whole world and you know it's it's like nothing has changed from from my perspective from the physical aspect to the to the i feel that i love you more and more every day and it gets deeper all the time when we share everything we share our lives we share we are planning to have a family we're planning to have you know children at some point you know this is this is essence of life to me yeah, I mean, this kind of first physical sensation, what you have, that has not gone anywhere. Whereas many people say that it, it does. Yeah, and I, I would say the reason why, in part, a lot of that magic goes away is because people start letting those kind of judgmental thoughts of their partner creep in and they take them seriously. Like, uh, in my experience, we haven't gone through four stages. We haven't even gone through two. So, like, I, I was taught this when I was studying psychology, that the first one is, like, the infatuation stage. Like, oh, you're so perfect, blah, 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 blah. The second one is, like, when you're fighting all the time and you're, like, you know, creating boundaries and all this. Like, we, we 
not that we have never gotten into disagreements, but we've never gone through that phase that that hasn't existed. And I think that's the beauty. And that's, I guess, one of the take-homes that I would want listeners to walk away from is that every situation is really unique and it's different. And to really start questioning some of these kind of normal things, do you really have to follow what society says when it comes to a relationship? Because I think it's just hogwash. I mean, it, it really keeps you from experiencing maybe the full breadth and richness of life that you could, you know, if you feel that you have to go through certain things or that, you know, that these phases have to be this way. We have to get engaged by this time. We have to be married at this time. And then we have to have kids by this time, you know, I think it's all made up. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's not the reality of every single person, every single time. Every person has their own reality and they need to always listen to themselves. If you are, you know, if you, if you feel that you have a love of your life with you, why do you need to listen to anything the society says? Just listen to yourself and your own heart and your own self. You know always what is best for yourself. You are listening to What We Should Have Learned in School. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you find yourself in the world today. My name is Amy Leo, and I'm with my now husband, Emily Erkila, and we are in the sunny land of Sri Lanka. And we actually had the idea last night over dinner that it might be really interesting to interview Emma today for the Valentine's Day kind of special, because we spoke to you last, Kelly and I, uh, two years ago, and it was around Valentine's Day, and we had just gotten engaged, and lots of things have changed since then. So if you can kind of give folks the spark notes of what you've been up to, how life has changed, and maybe what about life hasn't changed, and then we can go from there and get the real tough questions uh, answered. Well, hello to everybody, and greetings from sunny and warm Sri Lanka. Uh, A lot of things, I would say, have have changed. Number one for sure is that we've gotten married. That's being, true. <laughs> being the most important thing. Uh, we had a beautiful wedding last last July. Uh, we went to a cruise around Mediterranean. I, I got to marry the most perfect person in the whole world. So that's the number one thing. Other than that, there's been a lot of changes. I mean, we've moved back to Finland together, back to my home country and close to my family and my, my, my and our friends. And uh, work-wise, quite significant changes also. Uh, Working now in Finland instead of in Amsterdam. Still at the same company, though, as represented in the shirts. (laughs) And uh, other than that, I mean, everything is going really well. Uh, Life is good, and it's great to be on a little holiday now since it's a very harsh winter back home in Finland now. So it's great to actually see some sun sometimes. So (laughs) that's kind of what's up. All right. Well, perfect. Now, he's being a little bit uh, humble and modest about the changes that have occurred in his work life, but since it's Valentine's Day, I kind of want to ask a couple questions oriented around romance and relationships first, and then if we have time, we can kind of put a nice bow tie in with the business piece. Sound good to you? Yeah, of course. All right, rock and roll. He's a good guinea pig. (laughs) Okay. So, I would want to ask, what is one of the biggest things about relationships that a lot of people kind of maybe get wrong. So they have an idea about how relationships should go, but you've seen that actually it isn't really always like that. Yeah, I think first thing that comes to my mind is that realizing that uh, 
no one else can create how you feel, but it always comes from inside out rather than outside in, meaning that if you have had a bad day at work or in general you, you feel your low state of mind, uh, it doesn't come from your partner. It always comes from the, your inner self and uh, your, your well-being is tied up in your own own inner self and your your awareness and your your thoughts and feelings they are always correlated to each other so i think that's the biggest biggest factor that i have seen uh with uh you know folks and people around me and uh, what i kind of sometimes get you know surprised how common that is that you know people blame each other for re- things that have nothing to do with the actual thing you know you being lost in a mind so i think that's the biggest thing that has been a great realization for me and our relationship together that uh, I know that when I'm feeling down, it's nothing to do with Amy. Uh, it's uh, to do with myself. And, and when you realize that, you know, your moods change, your feelings, the thoughts, they change all the time. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not uh, permanent, you know, it changes. So for some listeners, that might have been really hard for them to understand what you said i know when we first started having these conversations yes you had a lot of uh yes. thinking about them a lot of resistance <laughs> because we're so trained to look to the outside to look at a person place or thing but especially people in our lives and not just romantic relationships family members siblings friends colleagues at work oh my goodness we're, we're we're trained to look at them and blame them for how we feel inside but for those that may be listening they may hear that and think well uh but this person really does do things that are harmful. Um, what would you say to that listener? If someone beats you or be, is doing all kinds of very bad things to you, you know, it's that's that's not that's not okay. You know, that's that's not that's not a healthy situation to be at. Like sometimes, you know, in traditional media and traditional uh, teachings, they say that uh, you know communication is the key to everything. But that's not the case. I mean, with some, with some people, it just doesn't work like that, you know. So you need to also always listen to yourself first and put yourself first in everything when it comes to life and your own well-being. Because that's when you actually can enjoy your relationship, when you truly accept yourself and, and your own own inner, inner well-being. For me, it's kind of like we have all of these sensations, we have all of these thoughts, I mean, tens of thousands a day. And for me, the the beauty of this exploration together is that you start to learn which thoughts are important to pay attention to and which ones are really not, which ones are actually based in your own ego, you know? Like, we're talking more about issues of people, what we talked about in the last few episodes, actually, where people are in situations with very extreme highs and lows, and maybe just in their gut they know, ah, the treatment, there's there's something going on here. So I think that that's a really good point that you brought up, Emmett, about distinguishing between when there really are warning signs in a relationship versus when it's your own kind of ego and your own sense of like, no, the dishes have to be cleaned this way or you have to act this way, etc. Like there, there's a bit of a difference there. And that's what's so exciting about this conversation, I think, as we both kind of learn and grow in it, is that it's almost like I, I think of it as like a mailbox, like your in, inbox for your email. You get so many emails per day, and it's like you don't go through your junk junk email box and read through everything seriously. 
So it's kind of determining which thoughts that you're having are really junk mail that you can kind of ignore and get over quickly and which things that are important priority. And that can really help people determine in a relationship, okay, is, is this really a mutual love kind of thing and we're just human and we get caught up in, in having arguments or is there maybe a situation where two people, it's, you know, like rubbing two rocks together. It's just not working out right now based on who they are at this time. But what would be something else that you see, particularly males up against when it comes to dating and relationships? Are there any kind of misconceptions or misunderstandings you see in that area? I feel I feel that at least how I've brought you know grown up and how how my uh, my parents have have uh, grown me is that equality is is the number one thing when it comes to being a family that men and women are as equal and there's no certain roles that only women do and men don't do. I mean, I cook personally. I love cooking. I, you know, I'm not the most active cleaner, but when we need to clean the house, I do my my tasks, what we agree. And, you know, it's not like I'm just sitting there and giving commands and you clean there and wipe there. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's an equal unit when it comes to relationships. And that's how I've grown up and that's how my my experience has happened in at least my my home country it usually often is like that that they, it, it's equal it's 50 50 it doesn't it also is not the fact that you know it's sometimes there is stay home dads who stay home with their their children take care of them when mothers pursue their careers and it's not only that moms stay home so I feel that uh, often it's misunderstood what are the gender roles in relationships and it's it's I think it's very important for a healthy relationship also to realize not saying that that's always the case and there's different cultures and different aspects to this but that's how I've I've, I've uh, grown up and uh, I feel that that's been working well at least for us uh, you know being equal and you know sharing sharing the, the tasks, sharing the financials, sh- sharing, sharing is caring. <laughs> yeah. So, is that okay? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. What about also this kind of, I, I kind of also want to hear a little bit about maybe the male ego, because I do see in relationships a lot that, and women too, it's not just men, so I'm not saying it's just it's just men, but it's common. I know this is also a little bit of your own experience, which is why I'm asking it. That sometimes I think we're also trained that for men, they're more attractive, they're more important, they're more worthy if they kind of get a lot of attention of a lot of different women. Has that changed for you and what do you see about that? Well, yes, has has quite significantly changed, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I, you know, for me, the kind of worthiness of yourself was to be you know a pro football player in European soccer player uh, you know getting a lot of attention from the female side and being famous uh, and you know the amount of women you have the, you know the cooler person you are and kind of goes back to that sporty you know pro kind of image that has been created in culture and society and since I've met Amy, I mean, that has totally changed. I mean, I don't need that. And I have realized that sensation from 
from myself within myself that I don't need any any of that to be happy and to be worthy and to be feeling you know good inside so before we end today I want to ask you what is love to you Ooh, that is a interesting question a lot of hard questions today <laughs> <laughs> was it harder than the first interview <laughs> maybe maybe uh, that's a very important actually question that I very rarely you actually think about that so uh, well first thing that comes to my mind totally off the off the blue how do you say that yeah out of the blue yeah out of the blue it's learning new English words here at the same time uh, I think love means to me means to me commitment commitment to share your life and your heart with someone and really really always listen to your partner first and putting also your partner's needs on a very you know priority number one spot and uh, always listening and hearing your partner out and, and making sure that everything is, is is okay you know and that that always when when you respect your partner and you have that shared common trust within each other I think that's the, that's the essence of like true love. Great. Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're with me anyway, but the whole what we should have learned in school community. Is there anything else that you would want folks to to know or to to contemplate or to think about after listening to today's episode? Uh, well, maybe I would say that you should think about going to Sri Lanka. <laughs> it's an awesome place. Number one. Uh, maybe actually to the topic I would say that you should you should think about what because you really that was a really great question what does love mean to you because that really made me think and I'm still thinking about it I probably will think about it for the rest of the evening here uh, <laughs> with your a, blue eyes <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's a great question but I, I truly I truly encourage people that uh, that they listen to themselves and they, they realize that that well-being always comes from the inside out and you need to listen and respect yourself and your own own feelings and your your realize that your feelings come from thought and that you need to respect respect your own well-being first always put yourself first that is also the key to a successful relationship in my opinion that you feel good inside yeah yeah absolutely we're kind of like told that that's selfish to do but that is one of the reasons why this works so well. I mean, it's just, yeah, love for ourselves and one another. And it's it, it can be simple. I think that that would be kind of my bow tie on the episode is that love doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't need to have all these stages. It doesn't need to have all these rules. Um, maybe in your situation that you don't want to get married. And that's okay, too. That's what I mean. You know, it, it really just depends on following your heart. And I think... For me, the more that I've seen my own well-being, the less afraid I've been or the less less hesitant I've been to make decisions in my life that actually supported more of that well-being and putting myself more in life. And that's even how we, we met, was me just honoring myself and making those decisions instead of living from a place of kind of being afraid of... I'll be alone forever or, you know, 
yeah, I did this person and it's okay, it's comfortable, but you know, it wasn't a light, light bulb spark thing. <laughs> that was really not eloquent, but all right, I think we'll leave it on that light bulb, light bulb spark thing. And uh, sending you all our regards here from Sri Lanka. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> bye bye. What? <laughs> How's our Valentine's going to be? Why did you ask me such difficult <laughs> questions? <laughs>